You're listening to Empath at Work. Come share this space with us as we explore how we harness empathy in life and at work. Hey everyone, and welcome back to season two of Empaths at Work. Today is the final episode, and we are so excited for some reflection, talking a little bit about how we've become more empathetic, how this experience has changed us, and really what's next for us, what's next for the podcast. And to kick things off, let's start with our traditional moment of the week. And Cheyenne, you have a story, I believe, to share. Yeah. So I've just been spending um, the past week uh, visiting our BPO in Manila in Philippines, uh, where we have, you know, a, a few hundred people do customer service for us. And we organized some roundtables with all the different functions. Um, so we with uh, quality evaluators, we met with trainers, we met with SMEs, uh, we met with the people who are maintaining our knowledge base. Um, so I think we met with over a hundred people through seven different roundtables. Um, and we, the main objective was to gather feedback on what we can be doing better to support them and to set them up for success. Um, so I feel like collectively it was myself and a couple other colleagues who were there to meet with them. And, you know, it really did take quite a lot of empathy, like an outwardly displayed empathy as well. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. to all these people who've been doing such a great job um, being the face of the company and interacting with all our customers um, and just like sitting there for what must have been eight hours a day listening to all the things that maybe aren't going so right at the moment and things that we could be doing better or things that should get better um, with time um, and sort of making them feel heard uh really actively listening asking lots of questions showing them that we're super interested in their perspective and what they have to say and i think it went well so at the end of it we had a debrief with the leadership team and we asked you know if they got like before they before we went over like did we get it everything we needed Mm -hmm. from that visit we asked them like did they get everything they needed from us in that visit and they said that um, they really did and they enjoyed just having a platform and being asked to share their thoughts was really powerful so I'm so glad that we got to do that all week that is so special it's amazing what happens when you kind of create space for conversation and listening and you know holding holding each other up that sounds like such a fulfilling experience. It totally was. And and they did so well. We we had a little reward and recognition thing where we recognized like the top 10 agents and like the best team lead and the best me. And they were all so supportive of each other. And like, you know, sometimes, especially when you've outsourced your customer service, you kind of, yeah. you know, you're so removed from the front line sometimes that you forget that these are like incredible people who who take a lot of pride in their work. I think Cheyenne, that's a nice segue into our topic for the wrap up of season two, which is kind of to do an empathy update because to date, 
we have done, I think it's now like 24 episodes, including season one. So we wanted to take this time to actually reflect on how this has changed us. And we'd love to hear from you, from our listeners too, of how listening to this podcast has impacted you or changed your perspective on certain things. So the first question I think we should discuss is, after doing 24 episodes of Empaths at Work, are you guys more empathetic? I think so. Yes. <laughs> Katie, say more. Okay. I right, Sure thing. Um, so I think for me, it's been really interesting to kind of observe the role that empathy plays. I think in the past, I maybe had an unhealthy uh, style of empathy where it was not as centered and grounded. It would be more of um, kind of, I don't even know how to explain it, like the selflessness version of empathy where mm -hmm. you're not taking into consideration how you supporting somebody else might impact you and, yeah. and really how it fits. So I think I just have a, a healthier relationship with it and it's less about kind of past experiences that maybe helped me showcase my empathy or where I learned to be empathetic, but it's more about moving forward, kind of how do I really show up for myself and how do I also as a healthy person show up for other people in a way that feels good for for me where I'm not carrying a burden um, mm -hmm. but it also can be more impactful because it is less it has less to do with me and it has more to do with how can I support and lift up this person on their own I think I circle circularly got to my point there but yeah I think I think overall um, I've become more empathetic and more importantly, like more healthy in my relationship with empathy. Yeah, that resonates with me as well. What about you, Cheyenne? No, 100%. I think as you were saying that, Katie, like I, I was thinking to myself, am I like more empathetic or am I just channeling it in, in a more healthy way? Mm. And when you said healthy, I that that really struck a chord with me thinking, yeah, it's like, I guess it's like, what what do I do with all this empathy that I think I had before? um right like do i display it like do i use it for a specific mm -hmm. purpose do i like use it to enhance the relationships that that i have or to have a difficult conversation or you know to like stand up for myself like i i guess like i was i was being empathetic for empathy's sake before mm. but now i think i'm i'm a lot more intentional with how i how i harness it and and how like the outcomes that that i want to impact I love that. What's interesting is I was listening to a podcast earlier this week and they were saying the term empath gets overused too much. And I guess we're talking about being empathetic. We're not calling ourselves an empath, but that there's a lot of people who say, and this is maybe just trying to like that say they're empaths and they're maybe, you know, more a little less empathetic, maybe a little bit more on the narcissist yeah. <laughs> side and they just have like no self-awareness. Uh -huh. So then I was like going into a spiral. I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> are we one here? <laughs> but, um, to, to, I agree with like both I've had learnings from both of what you shared. And one of the things I've been thinking about from if I'm more empathetic is similar to what you were saying, Cheyenne, about like channeling it is like, 
I think there's times where I will only want to see like my perspective of like, I disagree with this person. Like, how can I see this from a different lens? And like, how might they be like, what, what am I not seeing that I could help that could help me better understand their perspective. But I also feel like I am somebody that is empathetic, but I don't know if I always do a good job communicating that to mm-hmm. people and showing that I care. I don't know how to really show up for them. So that's one thing, especially with the podcast with Amber and talking about her experience, because I think I can be somebody that just like, oh, well, I'm just not, I can't, I don't know what to say. So I'm not going to say anything at all. Or like, is that awkward? Like an yeah. overthink it where that, what Amber had shared of, you know, just saying like, hi, when you want to say hi, like you're thinking of somebody like that really resonated with me of like, yeah, if I want to do that, I should just do that because I want to show that I care mm-hmm. um, for that person. That's so cool. There's just been so much from this entire experience that I think has helped me to look at the world from a different lens. And maybe yeah. that's also where empathy can be a bit healthier. It's it's just like, how do I how do I think about this from a different perspective or what might that person actually be going through? And instead of just wondering it, why don't I ask them, how are you? What are you going through? Mm -hmm. How can I best show up for you? And like, just, I don't know, something about being more straightforward with communication overall Mm -hmm. can lead to a stronger relationship with empathy, I think. Yeah. It's funny too. I think Cheyenne, you had brought this up in like maybe season one with like relationships too. But I feel like in like, like intimate relationships, I can also get so in my head and like, see only my point of view. And I do now try to take more of a perspective of like, well, where are they coming from? (laughs) Not that I'm always good at it, but trying to, you know, take a step back and not just like get really charged up. And I guess that's also credit to, um, Emily Sprang and what she yeah. shared with us. 100%. God. I, I feel like, I feel like the, the question in itself. So initially I was thinking, yeah, this question makes sense. Um, but then when I was thinking through the answer, like, am I more empathetic? Maybe not, but mm. I'm absolutely not the same person yeah. going into this as, yeah. as I am today. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally not the same person. I don't know whether that has anything to do with being more empathetic, but I feel like all the amazing people that we've met and everything that we've shared has just made me, I've learned so much and grown so much and used so much of it. Um, and And I hold like every single little piece of advice or every story they shared, like yeah. it really made a huge mark on me. Yeah, I agree, Cheyenne. I was thinking about that earlier too. Is like maybe I'm not more empathetic, but maybe I'm just more aware of when mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> empathetic. <laughs> well, and I think it's really when we first started this, we talked about kind of what, um, why we wanted to have these conversations, and I think one of the things that I said was. I want to know how I can be more empathetic to myself mm. so that I can be mm-hmm. a stronger person to be there for other people. And I think that's one thing, like I'm not an expert by any means on that in this chapter of my life, but I would say I've gotten much better at 
kind of having that become more of an automatic process because we've talked about it so much. We've gone day in and day out when we're not on the podcast, we're like messaging each other and we've, we're talking about mm-hmm. how this theme shows up for us and how we're navigating life. And I think, I don't know, it's been really cool to see the amount, like the actual volume of change that's occurred because when we started this, I was in a completely different job. I going back to season one, John Lincoln Mm -hmm. learned about my strengths. I prioritized what was important to me. I took classes because it was fulfilling and it was what I needed to feel full. And I did all of that because I think this was some of that momentum to help me say, what do I need to do to show up better for myself so I can show up better for other people? And so this has been such a cool experience having these conversations and being enriched with so much knowledge from other perspectives and other kind of lives life lives lives how do you say that word lives yeah lives. other people's lives oh my god i've learned so much <laughs> from other people's lives <laughs> yeah that, that it, it's just had a it's had an impact on how i see the world which has been really it's been really cool katie kind of building off of what you're saying about how this experience has changed you it's interesting to because so far we've have kind of primarily talked about how it's changed our how we connect with other people but I would totally agree and I think it's kind of I just hadn't really thought of it from that perspective of how it's changed me as a person and I think that theme that you're talking about from John Lincoln and that has carried on of giving Mm -hmm. yourself grace and being Mm -hmm. kind to yourself is something that I'm constantly trying to remind myself when I'm you know just being too hard on myself or, you know, wouldn't say something like that I would say to myself that I would say to a friend. Mm -hmm. And I think even like that difficult conversations, conversation with Emily was also, it's one that I think back to a ton because it's so much easier if you're just straightforward and honest and like not trying to get all of the emotions wound up into it. Just talk about the facts and talk about kind of what you're feeling and don't, you know, blame it on something different. Um, So just kind of showing up and being really honest and, you know, again, not perfect at this for anybody who knows me, you know, that I'm working on these things, but like, (laughs) I, I love that the invitation that this experience is given to really have some more of that inner thought around how are these themes actually showing up in my life? Am I doing the things for me to show up well for other people? Like it's been, been pretty cool. And giving yourself the grace to explore that of like what is really actually driving this emotion or this frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently, um, there was a mentorship program at work, and anyone can sign up to be both a mentor and a mentee. And um, I signed up to be a mentor and got linked with somebody from a completely different org in my company. Um, and as the first activity, I, I asked if she wanted to do a, a quick and dirty strengths assessment so that like we can talk through that. Um, and her number one strength was empathy. Um, oh, wow. So cool. As we discussed it, we were talking through how she sees actually like empathy as a weakness like the display of empathy as a weakness because I guess it's also like the kind of organization that we're in where, um, you know, the the people who kind of get recognized are the, 
the are the like the problem solvers, the doers, the you know the people who are strategic and the deliverers and stuff. But it was surprising to me because we invested like so much time over the last few months and look, diving so deep into empathy, meeting people who are so empathetic yet so successful. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was very surprised hearing from somebody who saw empathy as almost like a weakness. Um, and it was we we ended up having a really good conversation about it. Um, and I don't know. I I didn't. I haven't told her about the podcast yet. I will <laughs> the next time we meet. Um, but I hope that you know if if any of our if any of our listeners out there were maybe perhaps thinking the same thing, that I hope that we were able to change their perspective. That yeah. empathy is absolutely not a weakness at all. It doesn't make you look weak. Um, in fact, like I think it makes you look smart and curious and um, you know authentic and so yeah that that was something that I've been thinking about a lot lately and how like I hope that we were able to do that because so many people came on this podcast who are amazing incredible highly successful super smart um, and the one thing they all had in common was that they were very empathetic people yeah I mean I think that was the foundation so many of like the women and like business owners that came on to the podcast the the way they were able to start their business and successfully grow it is because they listened and they understand a need and they connected with that group of people to be able to to grow these incredible businesses it's so special i think yeah um it is so special how we've had so many brilliant minds and so many different perspectives come on and talk about the way the empathy shows up. Like we have someone who created poker divas in the same breath Mm -hmm. as we have someone Mm -hmm. who has a consulting firm and um, works with schools and programs there and therapists and we had a psychic medium on the podcast. Like we got it from so many different perspectives. And I think because we invited that into our lives, we were able to learn so much from it. So Mm -hmm. like Cheyenne said, I really hope that our listeners were able to take something away. The other thing that's kind of off topic that I learned about myself is, I mean, honestly, for the first season, I think I would leave this recording session and go and sit on my couch and like full anxiety, like, oh my (laughs) gosh, (laughs) I just recorded an entire conversation with my friends and now it's going to live on the internet forever. And I just had to sit with it. And I intentionally was like, I'm not going to try to like make this go away. It's just part of this experience and learning how to manage that better and knowing that it would be coming and knowing that I would get through it. And like, you know, it's just, it's another thing that I've learned about myself is I can sit with things and really honor that feeling and then let it pass. Yeah. Um, Let's, we should dive into that in terms of just overall, like what have our reflections been on starting and doing the podcast? Because Katie, what you're saying about just like <laughs> the anxiety of when the first episode came out, oh my God. I was a nightmare. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, our voices are going to be out there. I mean, you would have thought that, you know, we were going to be on NBC or something <laughs> or Netflix. Yeah. It was terrifying to put myself out there like you were saying Katie but we did it we did it we made it through 
We learned. And it got easier. So much. Yes. <laughs> oh, it got so much easier. And now, you know, I feel like we've kind of figured out our coping mechanisms with those emotions and what we're willing to tolerate and what we need to kind yeah. of let go of, which is cool. It's just a, it's a, another way, another perspective. Um, the other thing that's crazy is how much we learned about recording podcasts, mm-hmm. the technology that goes into it, the platforms that we can post things on, the ways of setting up a website, setting up an Instagram, a Facebook, a LinkedIn, linking them all together. Like we learned so much from a technical perspective. Yeah. Learning how to make reels. Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> Thank you, Canva. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and yeah. I I agree because I think all of that, I've I think this experience has been very empowering because one, conquering a fear of, you know, just putting yourself out there. Um, and not being behind a persona like you have at work and just saying like, this is me and this is what I want to talk about was really intimidating. And then to just not be, not to let like failure or fear get in the way and just say, let's, let's try this and see what happens. And that's been really rewarding and just even better to be able to do it as a group with you two. And I don't think our listeners actually know that we do this kind of out of our own time. We don't get paid for it. We're not like Wait, I think we made four dollars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Look at us go! Like, yay! Um, and like we're doing this on a massively shoestring budget. Like we invested a lot of time and our own money into like the the little tools that then we needed to get up and running to put this together and and deliver it out into the universe. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And these microphones are the best, honestly. I can't wait to figure out how I can weave it into another part of my life because I really like talking on a microphone. I think the diction <laughs> is so much stronger. Maybe I'll do ASMR videos. I was just going <laughs> to say, I see that very much so in your future, Katie. So <laughs> You should do gardening related ones. Like, <laughs> bring it out with you into the garden and like, you know, like use your shears and then you dig up the dirt and stuff. That'd be so cool. I feel like this is leading us into um, our next question, which is we finished season two. What's next for everybody? Uh, Cheyenne, you shared a little bit what's going on within your work life, but um, yeah, what's what's everybody's plans? My plan is to find a better framework for work-life balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's that, there's kind of like, you know, being with my kids, it's the, you know, holiday season coming up, just... Mm-hmm live life um and authentically and gracefully and be empathetic where i can um and just do that for a while um until i can get the right amount of work-life balance or the right inspiration to come back and talk about it that is so exciting and i guess do you have any When you're thinking about approaching this, because we've often done this on the podcast where we talk about specific things that we're thinking of and work-life balance is a big one that I think everybody strives for. Do you have anything that you're going to try or anything that you're going to, I don't know, practice as you go into this next chapter? Yeah, that's a very good question. I guess 
I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I really don't have this figured out. Um, mm-hmm. I always kind of go where like the biggest fire is to be put out. And like, sometimes that just happens to be work. Um, but I think we, we had, um, we, I think we talked about like rubber balls and glass balls once. Was, was that us? I don't, it's not ringing a bell for, for me, no, but I'm no. so curious. About yes. the ball. <laughs> no, cause I, I always feel like all the smart things come out of this group. So I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I heard it on the podcast. Cause that's where like all the smart things. Must have been. Yeah. Must have. <laughs> so many smart um, things. Yeah. So someone once said that um, we need to understand like what, are glass balls in our life and what's rubber balls so oh. that we don't feel like when we're dropping something that they will break and we need to be like highly intentional about making sure that things that matter like family and relationships um and sort of your your hobbies and interests um, are seen as glass balls. They're not rubber balls. So if you do end up dropping them, they're not going to spring back up at you. They're going to break. Mm-hmm. Um, and each time you drop one, um, it might not break then, but then you might see like a little crack and it becomes a little less resilient. Um, and the next time you drop it, like there is a higher chance that it will break. So wow. understanding that work is rubber balls um, and you know, and also like being like outwardly communicating, like when you do need help uh, with your own work-life balance, because as we kind of know, even with ourselves, like sometimes we, we do better helping others than we do ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes like just telling people when you're struggling with something so that they can help you in their perspective, figure it out. I'm going to use that all the time. I feel like making decisions and be like, is this a glass ball or a rubber ball? Yeah. Brilliant. When you first said it, Cheyenne, I was, I had no idea what you were talking about. It was yeah. um, completely foreign, but it's such a good lesson and it's such an easy way to prioritize because I think so often we can make it such a more complicated process than it is. And we can just look at it and say, are you a rubber ball or are you a glass ball? And what am I willing to kind of hold up? in that mm-hmm. process of determining. Um, when you were talking about that, Cheyenne, one of the things that <laughs> I was just like, what am I thinking? What's next for Katie? Um, and there's this, so y'all know I love a good DIY project and yeah. I have been obsessed. Like I love watching the Instagram reels of these f- rug makers with their little – their guns. What is it called? Tufting. Their tufting machines. Yeah, I've seen like, those. I would. You would do love amazing. to do that. It'd be yeah. so fun. I just. I don't know. So at some point, I will probably add another hobby to the list. But really, I think it's about creating a a strong routine for myself in a way that feels like it's got some flexibility, but that there's personal accountability for doing the things that fill me up Mm -hmm. because I think so often, especially as we go into the darker months and it, I mean, time change is imminent (laughs) and it's going to be dark at like 630, which is scary because a lot of the stuff that I love to do is outside, like figuring out how I can prioritize my day and 
my week so that I'm doing the things that really enrich my life and make sure I'm doubling down on that while we go into the the darkness time. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that'll help me stay balanced and and continuing to learn from the lessons we discussed in this the last two seasons. So that's that's a big thing for me is just balance and um, consistency, I think is yeah. what I'm craving. I think we have a theme related to balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. Um, well, so big news. I'm expecting. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be a mom for the first time. Child yeah. one. Um, so super excited about that. And that's kind of been a big focus is just getting ready for the baby and everything that comes with it. Um, as we've talked about off the podcast, I'm really leaning into my Virgo and got all my spreadsheets <laughs> and everything <laughs> ready. Um, but part of that is obviously I'm super excited to be a mom, but also thinking about like the balance of that and what comes with that and making sure that I'm not losing self. Like I've done so much work, especially like I think even just growing through this pro- podcast on myself to make sure I don't lose my identity as me and not Mm -hmm. just as a mom. But also, you know, I've had a lot of like through COVID, I think a lot of us have thought about like, what does work mean to us? And like thinking about that as I become a mom, like what what do I want from work? What do I get out of work? And also I think just getting back to some of the things that I used to do when pre-COVID, like I haven't listened recently to like a lot of like educational podcasts and things that I do to learn. So just looking at like what to to what both of you are saying is like what kind of fills me up and, you know, how do I balance these things as I become a mom and, you know, your life (laughs) as Cheyenne, you will probably um, agree. Like I think your life just automatically changes and like your world flips upside down for the best ways. But, um, you know, thinking about what what I want that world to look like. Obviously, a lot of that's outside of my control (laughs) once you get a baby here. But you know what's funny? As you said that, Amanda, yeah, you're absolutely right. When you become a mom, like life as you know it changes. Yeah. But you know what, ladies? Life as I know it changed during this podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like um you've all kind of already done it amanda <laughs> we have the podcast. You've two seasons yeah. um, and now you're you're like halfway ready to birth the baby yeah <laughs> and literally halfway cute baby. through the process yeah. of this um of about to have the baby too so yeah i think that's it's interesting regardless of where we all are like different stages in our life um there's always a struggle to balance things. And I think from all of the things that we've learned through this season and last season, it is going back to that empathy piece and mm-hmm. that it is a strength. Cause if you can understand what you like, what your need is and what you want, then you can serve yourself and better serve others. Absolutely. And I just, I think too, it's really cool about this entire experience is one of the things when we first started talking about doing something together, we talked about how important it was for community mm-hmm. and how we wanted to create a community. And I think we succeeded. And the three of us 
you know, who were coworkers before and we were friendly, but like we really built a strong friendship and it's so special. And we invited so many smart and talented people and kind people to be a part of this community through our listeners and especially through our guests. And it, it was really cool before we jumped on, I was looking back through kind of the titles of the conversations we've had. And it's been, it was just really, I don't know, it was, it was really cool to think back to all of those different conversations and how it's helped me show up differently Mm -hmm. and also how it's helped us support each other better and how we Mm -hmm. have created our own community because that was our intention. And now we get to leave with so many learnings as we go on and, and, you know, who knows, we, we may come back for a season three at, at a different chapter in our lives and and continue conversations, but having this space to kind of put some of this into practice and to continue to be there and show up for each other, I think is really, it's really exciting. Um, and it's really cool just to think about all of the people that we've had the privilege of interacting with through this process that otherwise I, I know I wouldn't have met in this lifetime. It's been such a gift. And I think the thing about that is just there was most of those, actually everybody that we had on the podcast was somehow in our network and we're Mm -hmm. all connected. And sometimes it's just reaching out and asking if you can learn from somebody or just, you know, get coffee or whatever, but just putting yourself out there. You can find what your heart desires if you just ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another Katieism. <laughs> that one felt the very like Cinderella. Perfect way. <laughs> we put some music behind it. Whatever your heart desires, you will find. You just have to ask for it. <laughs> for some reason, Little Mermaid comes into my head. Oh yeah, you say that? <laughs> that's fair. And with that, I I do I I do want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been a part of this podcast experience to our guests, to our listeners, to our friends and family who have supported us and like given us feedback and helped us shape the way that this process has worked. It's been invaluable, not only for the pod- podcast making process, but also for the development for the three of us over the past year. Um, and I also want to say truly thank you to thank you to you both for helping shape me in this process for helping to show up and make this podcast happen for the planning, the mirror boards, the anchor learning learnings in general. Um, and for being really dear friends, this has been such an incredible experience and I'm so grateful to know you and to have had, had this time together. Um, the feeling is mutual. Yes. Right back at you and Amanda. Yes. Big hugs, big virtual hugs all around. Um, And one day we'll get together and we'll just have to record something because that's going to happen. But anyways, uh, listeners, you can find us um, on empathsatwork.com on our Instagram. Um, Reach out. Keep us posted on what's happening in your lives. Let us know how we've impacted you. and personally, you can find us, you can certainly find me at my Instagram, Kate Sprang. And I don't have other social media. So that is where you can find me. You could find me, but you won't find anything. <laughs> Our little social media hermit. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, we're active and available on the Empaths at Work Instagram. So if you find us there, reach out, start a yeah. conversation. We can like 
each one of us would be so happy to hear from you. Of course, we'd love that. Thank you for listening to EW, also known as Empaths at Work. We want you to engage in the conversation. Leave us a voice message by clicking on the link in the episode description. Now for the fine print. The opinions expressed in these podcasts are our personal opinions and don't necessarily reflect the views of any companies we are associated with as working women. That's all. Thank you.